Welcome back to another episode of the Beginners SEO Podcast with me, Phoebe Gale from The Plan Success. I hope you all had a brilliant new start to the year. It's crazy to think we're almost two weeks in. Like, where does time go as you get older? Honestly, it just goes so fast. It was actually my birthday this week. I'm now 33. Go me. Another year growing older. What a privilege. Um, instead of looking at the fine lines on my face, <laughs> better to look at the positives, hey? Okay, so speaking on the topic of New Year, we're now in 2024, and that is the topic episode for today. Going to be talking all about SEO's key trends for 2024, and more importantly, as a beginner, beginner SEOer like yourself, um, we're going to be looking at how you can apply these key trends to your SEO strategy? Why is it important to know about these trends and how you can use them when you're thinking about optimizing your website or writing blog posts, that sort of thing. That's why I wanted to do an episode on key trends. It's not because I particularly care what the key trends are. (laughs) Instead, what I care is how they affect me, how they affect my clients, how they affect you as a small business owner or blogger trying to get organic traffic to your website. Now, a quick little segue. If you're a new person on this website, welcome. New person on this podcast, welcome. I'm Phoebe. This is the perfect SEO podcast if you're wanting to learn SEO without all the technical jargon. I really cut through the crap and I just give it to you in simple terms that you can take away and apply and use on your own website. SEO can sometimes seem like another language, which is really annoying because it shouldn't be like that. I think it's just set up that way to try and make more money, to be honest. But instead, SEO at its core is all about creating the best possible website that serves your target audience. And if we do that, then you should be able to rank on Google. Now, before I get started, another segue, (laughs) before I get started on the key trends, what I want to say before I say the first one is, I know there's been a lot of chatter about AI this past year, and it's only going to get more chatter. But what I want is for you to embrace the change. Marketing at its core is always evolving. It's never stayed the same. Think about it, you know, 30 years ago, uh, newsletters like physical sort of leaflets were huge, you know, mail drops were huge. Nowadays, I literally only ever get like one or two sort of leaflets in my mail, say once a week. Whereas in the past, you get so much of that. It's because marketing evolves. And so with AI, everyone's now worried that maybe SEO will be a thing of the past. I don't think so. Instead, I think it's going to change. And that's what we're going to talk about today is because of these key trends, you know, no prizes for guessing the first trend is AI. (laughs) AI answers, uh, SGE answers. Um, Yeah. And how how you can sort of adapt to that uh, as a small business owner or blogger. So the first one, let me get into it, is... Uh, SGE, Google Search Generative Experience. Now, this is currently not available worldwide, and it's also currently only available for certain searches, search, you know, keywords. So you might not have seen this yet. So if you haven't, I'll give you a quick little descriptive of what it is. Google Search Generative Experience is their sort of immediate um, reaction to ChatGPT. You know, when you go to ChatGPT, you give it an answer, you give it a question, it gives you an answer, and you don't visit a website. Google's SGE is similar. 
It means that you can type in a query or a question and you might not need to visit a website, which understandably you might think, well, hang on a minute. How on earth can that be good for SEO? I want people to visit my website. I do not want to spend time on Google. Okay. It's not the end of the world for a few reasons. Number one, below the SGE answer is always still a list of search results and plenty of people will scroll straight past the SGE to find your website. Number two, within the SGE answer, you'll notice at the side there is normally a few links there to websites where Google has got the information required to create the answer. So it's not 100% clear yet how we can, as SEOs, directly optimize to be featured in those links or to have our information featured in the answer, our website featured in the answer. But they will definitely will, you know, evolve strategies for that. In the meantime, the best thing you can do is to keep creating content that's genuinely useful with unique um, insights and isn't sort of just generated from an AI tool writing it for you. So that Google chooses your website, it chooses your information as the source for the SGE. Therefore, you probably have a like a higher chance of being featured in those links. Sorry, I just hiccuped. <laughs> this is when um, a one-take podcast doesn't really work because I don't edit out things like hiccups. <laughs> um, but yeah, search generative experience, anything. I'm actually really happy about it. And do you know why that is? Because I think... Google, at the end of the day, only wants good websites. It wants to give the best websites possible to target audiences. So therefore, if you've got the best website possible and you know you're not trying to scam the SEO system, you're not producing 1,000 written AI articles which don't actually give any new information, they're just a load of fluff essentially, you read some AI articles and they're just so boring. They're just nothing new, nothing insightful. So if you're not one of those people and you're creating good quality content, good quality blog posts, then Google will eventually reward you. And I see Google and when people are like, oh, but why like, why does Google care so much about delivering good website, good results? It has to, because Google's business model is based on ad revenue. Google needs you to keep using it. It needs you to keep visiting websites because of their AdSense programs, where when you click on a website and there's ads showing, that's from Google a lot of the time as well. So Google needs you to visit websites. Google needs you to use their search engine. So therefore, it can't just sort of get rid of all the websites. If you got rid of all the websites, there'd be no need for Google. <laughs> so don't worry too much about AI taking away SEO. It's just going to change, okay? So on that note, number two, this is going to sound even more scary, zero-click searches, I imagine, becoming a bigger thing in 2024. What are zero-click searches? Basically, if I type in, how old is Christina Aguilera? So a few years ago, I would have had to click onto a website to find out how old she is. And yes, this is something I genuinely typed into Google this week. <laughs> I've already forgotten how old she is. <laughs> She's in her 40s anyway. Um, so if you type in how old is Christina Aguilera, instead of get given a, web, a list of web results, you will just get told her age straight away in a nice little sentence below the search box. That is a zero click search. There are going to be more and more of those. And this is only a problem for SEO. If you had a website, which was literally a list of celebrities ages, and you required people to click on your website to make money from ad revenue. 
But if you're a genuinely useful website about celebrities with lots of interesting biographies, guides, you know, secret information about celebrities, things like that, then people are still going to visit your website to find out about Christina Aguilera. And they're still going to see, you know, the ads that pop up on your website, you'll get money from them still. You won't get money if you're a scammy website, a spammy website, which is just sort of little short answers and things like that all over the place. Those are going to show up more in zero click with search results and people won't click through to your website. So again, focus on delivering really good content to people and you still will get visitors. Now, number three, this is something I want to talk about just in general, thinking long term of your business. Like I said, marketing really evolves. It's changing all the time. What's the one thing that doesn't change is your brand name. So brand building is hugely important for all marketing. And I think it's a great way to sort of sleep well at night, knowing that whatever changes happen to SEO, you've built a brand that people are aware of. So people recognize your business and are more likely to use it. Brand building is so important. It's the reason why Coca-Cola literally just pays pays for massive billboards, which just say Coca-Cola. It's the reason why, you know, McDonald's will just have a huge billboard or will pay for, you know, really expensive ads on the Super Bowl or whatever with just, you know, the word McDonald's on it. Nothing else. It's because it needs to keep the brand in your in your head so that the next time you want fast food or the next time you want a fizzy drink or soda, whatever you call it, um, you get a Coca-Cola or you go to McDonald's. Brand building is huge and it's a great way to broke build your business. Now, how can you do more brand building? Think about being on more than one channel. Now, if you've listened to my episode with Emma Windsor, who's a head of marketing at a very big company in the UK, she we, we spoke about the fact that small business owners can't do all channels, but it's definitely worthwhile doing a couple of channels. And so I'm thinking for me personally, I have my website, I have my podcast, and I have Instagram. And that's it. That's all I need for the plan success. I'm just trying to target small business owners with this. And so I only just need to track them on Instagram, building up a brand there, building up a following there. I've got my podcast, which helps build my brand. You'll notice at the start, I always say beginners SEO podcast at the plan success because I want you to know the name. I want you, the next time someone asks you, oh, do you know any good SEO podcasts? You think of mine straight away. I'm trying to create that brand. And it's a great way that then next time when someone is looking for an SEO podcast, they've got my name in their head and they'll just type it into Google without needing to ask Google. So if you've created a brand, it means that you'll get more and more brand searches, more and more branded keyword searches. So it's just a really great way to safeguard against any possible changes if you were worried about SEO or Google ads getting too expensive. So I do think brand building is more important than ever. Number four. Now, this is one of my favorite topics. If you've listened to any of my podcasts, blogging. Blogging is crucial for any small business or any established business wanting to grow a presence online. Why? Because even for your product and service pages, blogging helps. How? Because blogging shows topical authority, which is one of the key trends of 2024. Topical authority is showing that you're an experienced and expert in your industry. It shows Google that your website can be trusted. And if your website can be trusted, that means next time someone's looking for a florist, your website will show up. So your topical authority, you know, you could show that perhaps by writing an article about how to grow a daffodil. But to show topical authority, you know, a 500 word written blog post by ChatGPT won't cut it 
No, it needs to be super detailed. It needs to have original images or at least not stock images. It needs to have perhaps a video of you talking about growing a daffodil. It needs to really think about um, perhaps your florist based in the UK, where the weather's different from, say, uh, Australia, whatever, the di- you'd say the difference, you talk about perhaps the differences of growing a daffodil in the UK versus Australia, because you're a florist based in the UK. So you just want to attract people. You want to show your topical authority in the UK as a florist or a garden center or whatever. Topical authority is so important. And it's only going to get more important in 2024. You need to be an expert in your industry. Okay. If you're not an expert in your industry, then you better upskill and become more quickly if you want to grow your website. Um, A good way as well to show topical authority is with an author bio page. And if you haven't got one of those, at least click through from your blog post where it says, you know, who was written by and click through to your about page, which hopefully will be about you or about the business. And that there as well, you could you could have links to your LinkedIn page, perhaps your Instagram page, perhaps any mentions in the press as well that you've got all things which demonstrate how you're an expert in your industry. Number five changing buyer buying journeys and what I mean by that is if you're a high ticket item or even if you're a lower ticket item people don't tend to just go straight onto your website and buy it straight away unless they're drunk you know you've all got that friend that woke up to find out they've spent 500 pounds on a dj course overnight (laughs) true story my friend did that um instead what happens is They hear about a product or a service or they start needing a solution to their problem and they start researching it online. And so they go to information websites. So an informational search intent, they'll go to comparison websites. They start looking at this product versus that product. They start looking at reviews for that product and they find a product and then they might buy your product or get, you know, inquire about your service. But it takes a fair few use. site visits or time spent on the internet before they actually make a purchase. Their buyer journey goes through different stages. And when I say changing buyer journeys for this year, it's because of those SGE answers, those search generative experience answers. It's because of those zero click searches. People might be spending less time on the information side, on the review side, because they don't need to visit a website for that. And you might think, oh, heck again. So what's the point of blogging? What's the point of trying to work on my SEO? Yes, it's still very important because remember, even if a human doesn't read your blog post, Google is looking for those blog posts to find out topical authority. So blogging is still 100% so, 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 so important. But how can you sort of safeguard against that and make sure that when people eventually do land on your website, they might be more likely to make a purchase because they're at a high, you know, um, a lower down stage of the buyer journey. And so you can help that along better by improving the conversion rate optimization, the CRO of that page. So thinking about things like um, perhaps the button of the, the color of the button where it clicks buy now, you know, do a bit of research into color psychology and find out what's the best color. Um, make sure the information, the product descriptions, the images, the design of the product page or the service page is really, really on point. You want to improve the charge of the people, chances of people buying, okay? to sort of mitigate against these changing buyer journeys. Um, Number six on this note as well, good web design is going to become even more important in 2024. And why is that? (laughs) 
let me tell you, it's because of changing Google ranking signals. So in SEO, there's the algorithm. I'm sure you've heard that term thrown around before by sort of SEO gurus or experts, whatever. But the algorithm is essentially hundreds of secret rules that Google has on how it determines where each website should go in its index or its big library of web pages, okay? And the ranking signals in this algorithm, they're changing because Google's, you know, keeps trying to weed out the spammy ones. It keeps trying to find the best possible results. And one of the ones, one of the ranking signals they're becoming to rely more heavily on is good web design, good user experience. So if your website was designed in 2000s, I'm afraid you probably should update that by now, okay? Um, It's another thing as well, something I see a lot of, I work with some clients and they're wholesale clients or business to business clients. And so they might not have actually have the e-commerce capabilities on their website because, you know, they've got people buying, say, 10,000. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yeah, I've got one that's like a, pr- a promo product client. So they've got people buying 10,000 pencil cases or 10,000 water bottles. So it doesn't really work with e-com. But unfortunately for SEO, I'm seeing more and more that the websites that don't have e-commerce capabilities they're just getting left behind, which is really sad. And it doesn't really make sense for their business model to have actually e-commerce capability on there. But I know we have implemented it. It has helped their SEO. So it's just sort of making sure that your website is up to date, essentially. Is it a smooth user experience when people are going through it? Can people get from A to B within three clicks or less? That is a really good rule to follow. If I went on your website today, would I be able to inquire now or would I be able to make a purchase? Purchase within three clicks or less. If I can't, you want to change that, okay? So you need to be thinking about the site architecture, the layout, you know, in terms of the journey. You need to be thinking about scrolling down the page. How far down do I have to scroll to even make a purchase? And this is actually something interesting. Google really focuses on the design of a mobile over a desktop or a laptop. It looks at the mobile design more than it, in terms of ranking signals than it does and a desktop, which is really interesting because most people design the website for a desktop and then they check what it looks like on a mobile. No, no, no. Instead, you want to be looking how it looks on a mobile first and then the desktop should be the afterthought, which is crazy, isn't it? But that's the way it is. And it makes sense because think about it. When you're thinking, I don't know, when you're online shopping for clothes, you're doing it on your phone, aren't you? Unless you're at work, in which case, I mean, you're probably doing it on the desktop with your monitor screen tilted away from your boss. But a lot, a lot, a lot of online uh, activity is done on a phone. So therefore, Google prioritizes web design on a phone more than on um, a computer. And this is actually something I'm thinking about for myself because I'm wanting to redesign my website. I was thinking, okay, I need to make sure I find a really good mobile phone template over um, 
uh, a desktop one because mobile phone is where it's at. So the importance of good web design is a key factor for 2024. If you've got no idea you know, about good web design or optimizing a website, you're at that kind of stage, I definitely recommend checking out my course um, online because it teaches you exactly how to optimize a website and what a page layout should look like for SEO and for sort of good optimization, conversion rate optimization. Teaches you exactly how to optimize it from A to Z. Even if you know nothing about SEO, this course will sort you out. So definitely go check that out at The Plan Success. And now finally onto my favorite trend of the year, Um, And the last one you'll be pleased to hear probably (laughs) is Google is relying less and less on backlinks, which I think is a great thing. And although they haven't officially said this, it's very clear to see. And why is that? Because I've got a couple clients who are smaller businesses and they've just started new websites. And so it was, I, you know, I had to warn them. I was like, by the way, you know, blogging takes time. You might not get any clicks through within the first couple of months. But actually, because we wrote such good quality content, we followed all my best practices, they started ranking straight away, which is amazing. But it shows me that Google isn't using backlinks as much as it was in the past. Gone are the days of paying for backlinks. It doesn't work anymore. Don't let any SEO agency or SEO expert tell you otherwise. No, what works is great content, great web design. And if you're thinking about backlinks, digital PR. And in that case, what I mean is getting involved with your local press. So you can be on their news websites or getting involved with your particular industry and industry websites. And obviously, of course, if you get backlink from, say, bbc.co.uk or the New York Times or whatever. Yeah, that would be brilliant. But um, you might be a PR expert or if you're a PR expert, please get in touch. I'd love some help as well. Um, but yeah, Google's definitely relying less and less on backlinks, which I think is only a good thing because, again, it just shows that if you're a good quality, honest website and you're focusing on serving your target audience, then SEO will continue to work for you. And that is all of them today. Thank God for that. Hey, let's go a quick roundup so you can jot these down. What you need to focus on this year is how you can adapt your website or your content marketing for SGE answers. Make sure you're thinking about providing the best content possible that will be picked up by the SGE answers. Number two, avoiding optimizing for rich snippets or FAQs with short snappy answers because likely these will result in a zero click search. So people won't even click on your website. Other people say, oh no, I still want to optimize for that because of brand building. But when I type them in, so for instance, how old is Christina Aguilera? I don't even see a website that it came from. So it's just, I just, no, not for me. Number three, brand building. Watch what other channel apart from SEO are you going to focus on this year to grow your brand? And even with brand building, I want to see your brand all over your website. I want to see it within your content as well and your blog posts, within your paragraphs, you know, make sure you're writing, da, 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 by the way, here at your brand name. We like to do it this way, whatever like that. Brand building is super important. Number four, topical authority, becoming an expert in your industry and showing that with blogging. You need to be doing that. Okay. It's something as well. I've got a whole module on it in my course, exactly how to, you know, find keyword topics, how to write them well, how to lay out your content, and make sure you're showing topical authority because it is crucial. 
Number five, changing buyer journeys, making sure you're optimizing your service pages and product pages even more than you were before because you want to increase the chances of when someone landing on your product page or service page, they actually go through with the purchase or inquiry. Number six, good web design is becoming more important than ever as well, thanks to changing ranking signals. I think this is a great thing. Again, good web design doesn't need to be expensive. There's plenty of templates out there, Squarespace, Wix, WordPress, Shopify. They've all got great templates that you can use with great design. Just make sure you look for a fast one. Number seven, finally, uh, less importance on backlinks as well as another changing ranking signal, which is great news for anyone who's wondering, how the hell do you do backlink building? Just don't do it. There you go. Problem solved. Okay. All right. I really finished the episode now. Um, Thank you so much for listening. If you're just getting started with your SEO journey, make sure you head to my website, www.theplansuccess.com, where I've got free resources to get you started. Or of course, please check out my course. And if you're actually in my course, you've got access to me. I'm always available to answer queries from students in the course. Um, I really get involved and you know, take a look at your website, review it for you, give you helpful hints and tips and make sure you're on track. But you don't just buy the course and then you're left alone. No, you've got access to me with my personal email. I will help you. And finally... Um, make sure you follow me on Instagram, please, because I'm brand building too. So at theplansuccess.com. And that is all for today. Uh, These episodes will be weekly. Uh, Hopefully this year as well, we'll have more guests on um, because they went really well, those episodes last time. If you'd like to be featured on this podcast, please do reach out. If you're in any sort of the marketing world, digital marketing world, SEO world, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to feature you on the podcast. I'd love to learn from you as well. Or if you want me to be on your podcast, reach out as well. I'd like to be on some some other podcasts because guess what? I'm brand building. All right. Okay. That's all for now. Bye-bye.